You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! That scared me, guys. Hey, how are you doing today? Welcome to Drinks with Johnny. Oh, man, I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Lombardo, Sam Hawkins. How are you guys doing on this beautiful Wednesday? Uh, when everyone's listening, it'll be a Tuesday, but you know. I had to think for a second, like, when are we dropping this? What is the episode? What are we doing? I thought we're this was to do a, it a for, so Friday. You're, you're yeah. here. I know, you, I know it's been a hell of a week for you, Brandon, but you're on yes. the Drinks with Johnny podcast again. Okay. <laughs> and we are here uh, to have an old friend on the show, Gigi Dolan uh, from WWE's NXT, the two-time NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. Um, so it's really exciting to have her on the show. I'm in Atlanta, which kind of a bummer. Uh, it's on a Wednesday because my friend Darby, who lives right around the corner, won't be won't be coming to the show tonight. Mm. Well, finally, it is neck of the woods, huh? So, which Drinks is really Johnny. really fun to bring that up, knowing that our friend Gigi used to be married to Darby. So, and that's, and how, that's how, how we first we met. met. Yeah, that's how we first met her at the house. They were over, and I'd like to reminisce about that with her a little bit if she's if she's comfortable with that, or I don't know why she wouldn't be. But uh, yeah, because we still text and stuff. I know she's been going to a lot of cool concerts. She was at uh, my first show back in uh, Daytona. Oh, she went. Festival. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, she was there for that festival, but we weren't able to nice. link up. I don't. I don't remember why. I'm going to ask her about that again. But um, yeah, so it was just real fun. She she shot us uh, shot me a text this week and said that uh, she got approved to be on the Drinks with Johnny podcast uh, nice. by WWE. So I. Immediately said, "All right, let's let's get this going right now." Then, so <laughs> even being out on the road, I ha- I will admit I'm not a hundred percent caught up on NXT. I did watch a bit of last night's, and it's looking really cool. I know you guys are, are a little behind as well, so I won't go too much in it. But Becky Lynch is the NXT World Champion right now, which is very interesting. That's Gigi awesome. Gigi is in the hunt to be one of the ones that's going to uh, wrestle her pretty soon. Is, yeah. is 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 pretty much the catch up that I got. A lot of backstage stuff too in the locker room, guys. I don't know if you guys are. <laughs> no, <laughs> legitimately. Are you, are, I mean, you are you bringing up? Are you bringing it? Yeah, are you bringing up? <laughs> I know where he's going. I know. No, it but me, but I see it took a lot me of about clips. a half a second. Yeah, yeah, that's for the diehards who know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, but no, a lot of I, I do catch up on the social media and I see what's going on and it sounds like I I love the out of work. You know, out of ring work too that that she's doing, and I mean, obviously, that's what I feel like her bread and butter is—is is talking smack and bringing it a little beyond the mat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so busy week for everybody. Like I said, I'm here in Atlanta. 
Um, should I show everyone the, the warm-up room? Let's see it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't just leave it. Get the because strippers out not, first. Get just, the strippers out. We can't put the strippers on YouTube. Why, why not? We can't monetize that if they're back no. there? No. Oh, okay. That's, that's bullshit. Tell the dudes to leave. <laughs> so, no, that's why. Because it looks like this. That's why. You can see I mean, what's wrong. Yeah. It's just a warm-up room. That's why. It's because it's. Well, there like, you go. That's I'm cool. You got the cool guy jacket right out. there. I got my jacket. Yeah, that we, sex machine. What is that? It's it's a, <laughs> it's a weight bench. I know you've never seen one before, but it's a weight bench. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your poor roadies are like, oh, I'm gonna carry this machine in that he's not gonna even use to every fucking show. <laughs> this is how bad you guys are at your insults too. It's not a machine. It's literally a bench, Sam. I know you have definitely never used a weight bench before, but <laughs> you can't talk smack when I know neither one of you work out even half the amount of times that, that I do. Bullshit. Johnny, Johnny I know it's a lot of work <laughs> carrying that base around for an hour. but That's 10 pounds. Ten Two pounds. hours, 10 pounds. I want to see your guys' back after 20 years of doing that. Fuck off. Both of you <laughs> sit behind a fucking computer all day. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Sometimes I stand. I can stand at that desk over there. <laughs> you stand up to play Simpsons when you when you have a break on your fucking arcade. I do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I didn't realize you had that. That's yeah, awesome. I have it in the corner. Hey, I showed where I'm at. You show where you're at. Yeah, let's see where you're at, Sam. All right. Never mind. No. Gigi's here. Gigi's here. <laughs> We're, let's, get, let's let her in. You fucks. <laughs> Priscilla is so goth that her screen is black at all times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Priscilla anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, Gigi. Gigi. Right. It's Gigi Dolan. Come on. Hey, how are you? Hi. I forgot that I had the little. Uh, I have like the little stupid webcam cover on there for uh, no good reason. I, I don't really <laughs> even believe in like that conspiracy, but like I have a webcam cover on, and I'm sitting here like. Going on. <laughs> Do you remember Why, back in the day? Yeah. Everyone would say that, like, oh, people are hacking in your computer watching you, and I'm like, good luck, have fun. Oh, yeah. I don't think you want to see what I'm doing with my computer. Like, let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> you don't want to see that webcam, just telling you. It's just, it's not a pretty sight. Mm. <laughs> well, 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 how are you doing, Gigi? <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it's great to see you again. Uh, we've been trying to get you back on the show for a couple of years now. And so yeah. I'm so excited to, to have you here and back on the show um, just to catch up and see and talk about all the amazing things that have gone on in your life since the last time you were here with us and hanging. I mean, you go from uh, shoving tampons in your opponent's mouth to now you're splashing <laughs> champagne on their faces. I mean, that's that's moving on up. Yeah. Yeah. I, wa I want to like eventually come out, like come out there and like get to do, be on the show like in person and right. like make a wacky drink again but oh well eventually for now this will have to do for now which is good but it is we you know i'm actually in atlanta right now just outside of atlanta it looks like i'm at my bar because of the zoom thing that i got going but i'm in the dressing room on tour right now where you're you're in orlando now right yeah and i see that you uh you frequent the uh the Disney World. I just took my son there when we were out there. You came out to the festival in Daytona, um, but we weren't able to to link up, and I don't remember why. Yeah, uh, that festival was insane. Hold on, I'm gonna make the screen big. But uh, yeah, that festival was crazy. So I'm psycho, and I camped for four days because I just I don't know why. I really like to be immersed in uh, 
and the experience of festival. Uh, but the last time I did it, it was in November. So I was like, oh, this is good. This is fine. I'll do it again. It was in May when you guys played. So it was just like, I'm, look, I mean, it was fun. If you just stay drunk enough, you're you're good to go. But, uh, oh, my God, it was just so hot, and it was so crowded. And, like, by the end of the day, like, by the time, like, the nighttime bands play, you're just done because you're waking up every morning at, like, 8 a.m. from the hot sun beaming in your tent, and you just wake up drenched in sweat and blinding, and you're just like, Ugh, and you crawl out like you're coming out of, like, your tomb every morning. Oh, yeah. Man. That's I've never done that. I have I will be honest. I have I've been to many festivals, as you know, and, you know, over the years, different sizes, been a different, you know, levels of band and stuff. Never did the tenting out there, though. Never, never have I done that. That's that's impressive. So that's definitely yeah. why I, I wouldn't have been able to see you. Would you get, I mean, do they have shower facilities in those campgrounds? Yeah. Uh, so when, when I did it, the November trip. There was like nice showers and nice bathrooms. Well, uh, we accidentally booked the purple lot for May, which is a different section of like the campground. So it was like portable showers. Um, I mean, let's just okay. Look, I'm not. I'm never gonna camp again after that last time. <laughs> it's just never it was, done. <laughs> I, I also wait, wait, wait. You mean like you're never at a festival, or you're just never you're just done camping for life? No, I'm just I'm done camping any time in the summer. Okay. Like I think okay. I think I would I think I might camp again at a festival if it was cold enough, like if it was like Virginia or something. But uh, I will never camp at a festival in Florida ever again. I don't care what time of year it is. I'm yeah. I'm gonna rent an RV next time because I don't recommend it. And I had my 15 year old brother with me, which mind you, like certain stages were like not on concrete; they were in dirt and. Like uh, he wanted to be in every single pit that like every single day that we were there. So he would just come back to the campsite drenched like mud, the whole, his whole body just in mud. Uh, but oh, he had his own tent, so I didn't have to deal with that. But it was <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like you guys were having fun though. Uh, just following you on Instagram, that you know, and checking out the pictures and stuff. And it looks like everything's going really well. I mean, so right off the bat. You go from Priscilla Kelly being on the show a couple years ago with uh, our boy Darby Allen and your 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 ex husband, and you flash forward to now, you're you're at WWE NXT, new name, Gigi Dolan. Where did the name come from, by the way? I know that that's a very generic question, but I have to ask anyway because I'm I am curious. So, uh, Gigi, uh, I mean, really, I guess you could say it came from Gigi Allen, but like. I'm, I'm not married to that idea. I just, I, I thought of like Gigi Allen. It's a cool name. And like, I don't know. I thought, I, I don't know. I'm a little crazier. I used to be a little crazy. So I was like, that kind of is fitting. But then I just really liked the name Gigi because I just felt like it was really easy to remember. It was easy off the tongue, whatever. Uh, but Dolan uh, comes from Dustin Dolan, uh, the skateboarder. Uh, and my name was supposed to be spelled with two L's, like, Hit like Dustin Dolan, but uh, when when WWE announced my name, they put one L, so I got stuck with the one L. But it's fine; it makes it a little bit more unique to me. So interesting, kind of very like I guess I don't know. I, I guess it's like it comes my name comes from like two like completely different worlds of wrestling rather than is wrestling. That, no, is that what your first choice, or did did you throw some other ones? Or like no, you, that one's not good. Or is was that the first choice you had? 
I'm trying to remember like what other uh, first names that I had come up with. I know that I, I wanted the name Gigi Eileen was one that I liked, but uh, that one didn't pass because of Eileen Warnos. Uh, they were like, no, we're not doing that. That's mm. that's serial killer. You can't do that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, What happened to the old days of the WWF? They would have let you do a, do a serial killer name for sure. Didn't they have one that wasn't like Mick Foley's, one of his original characters, like uh, when he very first started? Brandon, I'm asking you. I know Sam doesn't know this. Oh, he, Nails. He had Nails. Cactus Jack uh, Manson. Manson, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the good yeah. old days. <laughs> I mean, we have we have Joe Gacy, which is yeah. in the same yeah. ballpark. But I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like they're probably they were like we already have Joe Gacy coming in around the same time as me, and it was like if I came in with like another serial killer name, it was probably just going to be like overkill. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. But so, it's fine. <laughs> but honestly, what's what's it been like? I mean, how how long have you been at NXT now? Like, uh, do you have the date? I mean, it's a couple years now, right? Yeah, I started February 2021, I think. Yeah, okay. so we're coming up on three years. And how, how has that experience been for you? I mean, honestly, it's part of the WWE universe who everyone knows about, and uh, it's really cool to see you uh, succeeding there and honestly, you know, perfecting the craft. Uh, getting, you know, you're already great, but getting better uh, seems to me every, every week, every month that I check in and, and see what you're doing just seems to be getting better and better. So, I mean, is it just... You just surrounded yourself with with uh, other great wrestlers and great minds of it. I mean, what, what what's the what's the locker room vibe for you over there at WWE these days? It so it definitely was a lot different coming from the independent scene where I make my own schedule. Mostly, I'm Thursday through Sunday working, and then the rest of the week I'm off. So here, it's a lot more of like a schedule schedule. Uh, and at first, like it definitely took some adjustment time. And I feel like I'm still adjusting to it because I've always been on the independent scene where I've just done my own thing. And now I'm on like a, a set schedule uh, with training and everything. But uh, it, I mean, the growth that I've had, I feel in like the last three years um, has been insane just from like getting to work with coaches like Terry Taylor and Fit Finley, like these guys that just understand the business in such a different way. And, and I don't know, they kind of open your eyes to like, so much more than than I knew before I came here. And I just think, like, I don't know, you just got so many different great coaches that you get to work with, and you kind of just get to pick little pieces from each one. Um, and they've all done so much in their careers, and they've helped create so many big stars that are today. And getting to work under them, it, I don't know, like, it's just a really, really cool experience just getting to do that. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing I would take away from my time in NXT is, like, just getting to... <laughs> getting to take the fruit from the trees of the coaches of NXT. I, I don't know. <laughs> that was very I poetic. I love the way you yes. said that, Gigi. That was that was very poetic. That's that's going to be the headline right there. From you know, <laughs> getting to pick the fruit of the trees of the coaches. But no, like they're they're all just they all just have so much knowledge to pass on. It's like insane. I mean, I've learned stuff that I didn't even think about. Uh, the things that I'm getting like taught, or things that are getting broken down in my matches or in my training. It's stuff that I some some of the stuff. It's not even stuff I would even think about before. It's not stuff that most people would think about. But like the nitpicky little things that uh, each coach can like bring to you um, after matches or with training. It, I don't know. Like it's just just the amount of stuff that I've learned in three years right. is insane. Yeah. 
with the do training. Do you have any examples? Sorry, Sam. Uh, do you have any examples though of that? Like, like when you say stuff you hadn't thought of before. I mean, you've been around the industry for a while. It's stuff. I mean, you're already so many uh, levels ahead of where my mind would go. Let alone where you know uh, someone like yourself. So, like, what are things that like maybe one or two examples that like you're talking about when you when you say it's something I hadn't even thought about before that you've learned in the last few years. It, so it kind of differs. Some some things are more like hands-on with wrestling, and some things are more uh, like psychology and just learning the business and um, just learning how to handle yourself even uh, in, in the business. And, I mean, like, Terry Taylor, he's, I mean, he's like the psychology wizard, like the things that he's taught and the stories he's told. And um, I don't know, just, just his way of explaining things like you'll just be wrestling around and training and and he'll stop you and he'll break things down and he'll explain things to you and at first you might not understand but then he'll break something down he'll explain it to you explain psychology wise why it, it makes sense to do this or makes sense to do that and and then you're just mind blown you're just like oh well, i would have never even like thought of that but that makes so much sense you know um or even like sarah amato she's really great at being able to break things down and if you're not getting something just being able to explain it in a way that you understand and and show you ways to do things that make more sense and uh i don't know it's just kind of like like this melting pot of like coaches being able to bring things to light in your form or your training or even your character work and they add little things that you would just never think of. Norman Smiley is another great one. Just being able to oh, love and, Norman Smiley. Oh yeah. Never met him I, as a fan. I, I'm just mean as a fan. Norman Smiley is one of my favorite wrestlers. Oh, he's wonderful. Like the way that he can even like take a match that, uh, you have and, and add little things or tell you maybe try this. And then you're just like, why have I never thought of that? Like, that's so, that's so cool, but really it's so simple. But it makes the match so much better. Um, but it's little things like that that these these coaches are really really incredible. And I think like the coaches of NXT, uh, Robbie Brookside's another one. Just they, I don't know. I think they they all deserve their flowers so much because they all bring so much to the table. I feel. You guys watch almost like football, where you watch the, you know the games back. Do you watch your own matches back and and when the with the coaches and and they give you feedback? Is that regular or occasional or? ever yeah no definitely um uh so we watch our, every single match we try to watch back with the coaches and the coaches will try to help help you understand what what could be better uh what did look great what didn't and they're very honest uh but it's very constructive um and i, th I think that's definitely very beneficial like on the independent scene you watch your stuff back but you don't always have somebody to sit there right with you physically and like break everything down so you end up having to like send a really poorly shot match to either your trainer from back home or somebody you look up to and you're just like, Hey, do you mind giving me some feedback? But to be able to sit there, watch stuff real time and break things down. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it can be scary sometimes, but it's beneficial. Awesome. Yeah. I, I got to imagine that would be a little nerve wracking to watch yourself back. I mean, I don't, I don't even enjoy it doing it on this podcast, but like, you know, it's like you, you have to do it though to see what's working and what's not. When we do it, we do it on the stage. Uh, when I'm doing, when I'm doing performances, like I'll look back at those too. And it's not, it, it's never, 
a good feeling when you realize you were doing something wrong the whole time and you have to fix it. You know, you're like, oh, that doesn't look as cool as I thought it did. Like, I got <laughs> to <laughs> figure out a way so I don't look like I'm trying so hard up there, you know, like this is this is getting bad. But yeah, no, it's it's it is beneficial, I think. And I'm glad I'm glad that uh, Sam brought that up uh, for, for I I that's a great question. That I never thought to ask one of our one of our guests. Um, from the, from the industry about that, like yeah, watching it back, that's got to be. Uh, do you ever have victories watching it back though? Because there are some good shows that I'll watch back and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a fucking badass. And then there's other <laughs> ones I'm like that. No, that was terrible, bud. So like, do you have like where? Do you have ones that you felt like just knocked out of the park? And if so, can you pinpoint one of them? Um. I, I so watching the the steel cage match back that I had with JC Jane uh, um, a couple months ago. That one was really fun to watch back, only because I, I don't know. We we've had such a long feud leading up to that match, so it it was just a lot of like energy, and it, it also was my element being in a steel cage with weapons. So <laughs> it was fun watching it back and me like whipping with leather straps, and there's chairs and there's bats and tables uh so that one's really cool to watch back also because like i was a huge fan of people like mick foley growing up so i don't know getting to do like a hardcore steel cage match i'm always just like channeling like my inner mick foley or um even undertaker in some of his crazy ass matches that he's had and i don't know you watch his matches back and you're just like oh yeah like i wonder if anybody watches me like the way i used to watch like mick foley or something i don't know <laughs> Oh, that's a really cool thought. And I, I'm sure there are like, yeah, absolutely. I guarantee you there are. And that's, and being, a, you know, being in the female division too, being able to show that side in the female division, that's really great for, uh, you know, uh, dad, uh, girl dads like Sam over here to have that, uh, for, for their young, for the youth there. And I, you know, yeah, the hell in the cells with Undertaker. I remember when you were on the show before we had talked about your influences and stuff or who you looked up to. And I remember you mentioning the Undertaker. Um, and that was right before we went to the park and you did some whipping of your own with the belt. And, uh, uh, and that was a, that was the first time we met was that day at the skate park. First, we tried to film a little video that didn't work out at all. <laughs> Thanks to Taylor. Video. Taylor. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Williamson. Uh, Williamson. Yeah, you guys yeah. were with him apparently, and then he hit us up and said, "You guys want to come?" And we were like, "Who are these people who come <laughs> in in a group?" And he uh, came with a whole posse, the two of them, yeah. and, the, and a whole posse of of brothers and other people who love to whip and do crazy shit. And they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna make a game of it." And I was like. I just started this podcast, dudes. I don't know what you want me to do. Do we pepper here spray like, in your house? Yeah, I'm like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. Like my my two year old son is downstairs sleeping right now. Like that's not happening. But we could go over here and pepper spray, and then yeah, it was such a good time though. Like having you over and like it was so bizarre, and then like just the way that that day went. And then by the end of it, having like I was able to just have a couple of drinks. We were able to have a couple of drinks and just shoot the shit for another couple hours before you guys got on the road. And that was just it's it's always a very fond memory for, you know, one of the one of the cool things I get out of doing the show for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a very uh, special episode that you had. <laughs> yes, I, I, I just remember it being like the most chaotic 
mess. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It was like some kind of like bad, like horror film where you like let these kids take over and just, I don't know. This. Oh, they was that's exactly what it was. And I didn't yeah, I, was. I was like I felt like the chaperone. I was like, All right, we could do this, but we gotta do it safe, guys. <laughs> like I felt like so it's such a dad mode. I like and now like Darby uh comes around and he it's it's never any different. It's a diff- it's a different posse every time. Norm- normally the same core characters, but it's no different. He's just like, Oh, we're just gonna film something. He texted me yesterday, he said after your show in Seattle, my whole family's gonna be there, we're filming something. And I was like well, it's a good thing I have a cameraman out here. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and I'm sure it's just going to be another shit show of just excuses of of doing you know hurtful things to each other. Uh, speaking of that, I, I appreciate you. Uh, in hindsight, you you had made a video. You had let me shoot some stuff of beating up uh, one of said uh, members and telling my kids to wash their shit or you'll kick their ass. Uh, <laughs> so I really appreciate I you doing that. About they, that. Loved, they loved it. So, and, uh, and having a daughter, like, you know, being a, a girl dad, as he said, uh, I do appreciate uh, women such as yourself who are strong characters and, and really inspire them. Cause <clears throat> we've been gone to a, a few matches. Uh, Johnny and I have taken my kids and my daughter, we bring my son thinking he's going to do it. And my daughter just gravitates to it and is yelling and stuff like that. So thank you very much to you for that. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned Stay thirsty and stay filthy as fuck. So yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's it's cool because like I, even when like I was a fan growing up, like as a teenager, there wasn't. I mean, the, the women were doing good stuff at that time because that was when you had like Paige and AJ Lee, um, and you know the Bellas were like coming up at that time. Uh, the women were doing, starting to do stuff, but. Yeah, getting to do like cage matches and lights out matches and ladder matches. Uh, I mean, I had a ladder match at Stand and Deliver this year. And I, I don't know, like, it's just really cool because I never got to watch anything like that when I was a younger teen or I guess preteen. Um, so it's cool. Yeah, it, the, the division has definitely grown, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, to the point where they did. How many years ago was the first uh, uh, all women's uh, uh, pay-per-view that they did? It was just a few years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. So it shows how fast everything, like how long it takes and how fast it is, if that makes any sense sometimes. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, uh, and it's interesting. That, and yet you guys have such a great roster through, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and, and now NXT as well. It just, I mean, talk about the rosters. I'm loving what they're doing with NXT right now with uh, blending it over. I mean, how soon is it before we actually get to see Becky Lynch, the new, NXT champion and Gigi Dolan in the uh, Dolan in the ring. 
I don't know. She mentioned me on Tuesday night. So I saw that. She I saw that. Yeah, she mentioned a lot of girls Tuesday night, so who knows? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely that's somebody I've never been in the ring with, and obviously, like, I would love that match. Uh, there's so many women right now that, like, I have never even touched in the ring, and I just really want that opportunity. Rhea Ripley is another one that mm. I would love to have a match with Rhea Ripley. Just, I don't know. Like, I just, she brings a whole different kind of energy that's just insane. Yeah, I'd love to I, see you guys. You guys would that would be a great match. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I want some kind of like cage match. So I want something hardcore. Well, I was just gonna say one of the last <laughs> matches that I watched uh, 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 you in that or last pay per views I watched you in. You guys started it off with like a with like a casino uh, uh, ladder match with a bunch of girls, right? That was uh, yeah. How long ago was that? Was a, that was several months ago now? I, I, I'm trying to think if it was around WrestleMania or if it was around. Yeah, that that was WrestleMania weekend. That's right. That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I watched that with my kid. Great. It was a great show. I mean, that whole weekend was amazing. I took Sam to WrestleMania with me, and we brought the kids first day. Second day, no kids, partied in the suite. It was amazing. It was such a great time. Yeah, that was that was a really big show for me because uh, the year before this year, last year, <laughs> I did I did uh, I did stand stand and deliver as our. Uh, NXT show that runs during WrestleMania season, right. WrestleMania weekend. Um, and I had only ever done the pre-show, uh, which was basically like a dark match before, um, before we're on air, which was awesome. But this year I actually got to be a part of stand and deliver live, which is, it was just really cool. The stadium was huge and it was packed out and, and it obviously doing a ladder match. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's just the coolest thing in the world. It's really nerve wracking though. Like leading up to it, it is scary because you working in bigger arenas um, and we've had, we've had our premium live events. Uh, like we had vengeance day uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina this year. And I was a part of that too, but to be a part of WrestleMania weekend, uh, a part of NXT's biggest show of the year, it, it's, it's just really cool. It's really surreal. And it's one of those things where like, I don't know how it's very stressful leading up to it, but after the match is over, after you're done and the show's over and your day's going on, that's the best feeling in the world to be able to like just sit there and go, Oh, I did that. That's really like I did that. I did I did that. Like, you know. Um so it's 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 awesome. Like and I just I can't wait till see what this WrestleMania coming up has to offer. Oh man. I mean, I feel like the build up usually they wait till january to start the build-up and i feel like the build-up's already starting right now like because the last one was so successful and by the way i don't want to uh, gloss over it that ladder match that opened up stand and delivered with all you girls and it was i thought it was probably the best match for the nxt showing of, of stuff like and it opened up the show which i thought i was like that was a little i was very happy to see an old friend like yourself uh in a moment of success like that so i can only imagine how that felt for you i know i texted you afterward um and you were just running around on a high and I, we didn't cross paths in, in LA there either, but, uh, um, I was just, I was just very happy. I don't, and I, yeah, just very happy for you. Proud sounds condescending. I'm not proud for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. And just like, that's another thing though, is like knowing that like so many of my friends, family too, but really friends that I've had for years before I got to WWE, you know, get to watch, me now on a bigger screen and a bigger stage that's like a really cool feeling too and just like i don't know i kind of just love the idea of like growing with people because like i had i had one of my best friends ringside for that match as well and it's just like crazy to think like in when i when i met her we were 
we were kids running around WrestleCon, you know, like we did, you know, and it's just crazy to like think like fast forward to now, um, getting to just, I don't know, like make my friends proud. And then like my friends do things that are really cool and make me proud. And I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of miracles happening for friends. And it's always nice to see that, you know, especially another one that I want to talk about real quick was your first time. It was probably almost a year ago now when I, uh, cause I texted you, I was like, uh, when I saw you on SmackDown for the first time too, I mean they brought they brought you on uh, there for for uh, a couple shows there. That was that must that must have felt awesome to get brought up to SmackDown, right? I mean, network, uh, you know, network TV show, you know, yeah. that's, that's that's pretty that's pretty rad, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you watched growing up, like SmackDown and Raw, or the the two shows that you watched or I watched growing up. It's what my brother watched growing up. So being able to have my name attached to the brand SmackDown was like, right. like that was the coolest thing. My brother was super hyped for that too. He watches all my stuff, but I don't know. Like I, so NXT, when I was uh, a kid and a fan, NXT wasn't really a third brand at that time. It wasn't what it is today. So I like, I never watched NXT. It was always SmackDown and Raw. Um, so the, the goal now is to do Monday Night Raw so I can get that off my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So then you'd be on all three. You'd, you could do that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't need to do SmackDown again. I mean, what do they what do they even got going on over there? Like, I don't even know. I, I heard the buzz about last SmackDown. Brando, can you fill me in what happened? There was something uh, that happened uh, some there. Some guy came back. I forget what he was. Some, his name? some dude. Some dude in Colorado that came out. You know, yeah. Oh, Pat McAfee. I think it was Pat oh, McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're just busting balls you're talking the rock that was oh, cool yeah. that was a fun moment i was in the kitchen making dinner and i heard it i was like wait what did i just hear that and i had to like run out i was like oh shit it's actually the rock okay this is cool and yeah shit burnt that night but it was worth it <laughs> if you smell what brando is cooking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> nice tie-in yeah you know you know i i i'm getting better at this but no it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool though that you know the smack we talk we're all talking about the the brand that is smackdown that's named after the rock by the way uh you know laying down the laying the smackdown back in the late 90s early 2000s um but we've all we're all sitting here as fans reading the taglines you know all the chirping of like the rocks it, it might be time for him to make make like some kind of cool comeback you know uh you got the 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 bloodline falling apart is ever you know uh, Nia just Nia Jax just came back too. I saw that. Um, it just looks like the stars are really aligning for something big and special to happen at WrestleMania. I really thought they were gonna surprise, do something crazy at SoFi, just because it was Hollywood and everyone knows the Rock's in Hollywood now, and the whole family's tied with that stuff. And Roman Reigns is probably gonna move into Hollywood as well. Um, so it just seemed like SoFi was gonna be the place for it. So, so it's just. I kind of thought it wasn't going to happen, so I was really shocked by it. And I know that I, I got to imagine even you guys back in the locker rooms or even the people on NXT watching SmackDown didn't know that was happening, right? Uh, no, mo I, most of the people, most of the time, we find out about stuff when it happens here. Right. It's Everything's a surprise to us most of the time, just as much as, as it is the fans. Um, sometimes we don't find out stuff until like it's on Twitter or at least, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people always ask me they're like oh do you, did you know this was gonna happen or did you know and like we don't know stuff until it's on tv or it's on twitter most of the time <laughs> yeah you and that makes sense for all those all the all the stories that you hear as a, as a wrestling fan of how the 
the the show even happens you know you you hear about you know uh uh revamping minutes before you're supposed to hit the ring you know it's like this the stories that you hear so i just i imagined that that was the case but i was just curious i mean and and since then like the company's firing on all cylinders right i mean as as a whole it's it's very obvious and everything is 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 on the up and up do you guys feel that in the locker room when something big like that that you know is going to you know you guys are always have your audience but that one's going to bring a bigger audience back for for at least people will be talking about it in you know the biggest news headlines and stuff for a minute do you guys are you guys like do you guys feel that i know you're aware of it but do you feel that like does it change the way you feel about the moment and company like is it okay this is time for all, all of us to shine now too let's let's from top to bottom we're all in our a game uh i mean really just recently becky lynch coming down to nxt uh that that's a huge thing for our women's division right now right. um because becky being uh main roster talent but not, not only that but i mean the, the stuff becky's done in her career she's bringing a piece of that to our division now um it's going to make all the women in our division have to step up their game a little bit um it's going to help bring eyes to our division uh, that that is a great thing for all of us women in nxt right now um same with dana brooke coming down and working with a lot of the younger nxt talent like this is what helps this is what helps our women grow and not only grow as performers but ju just helps get eyes on on us um and sometimes sometimes with with it being nxt it, it's helpful to have some of that main roster rub come down you know and, and, and help shine up uh some of these younger younger kids and it, me i'm a younger kid that's that includes yeah. me uh but even like we had seth rollins come down to nxt uh it, the list goes on baron corbin's in nxt right now like the you know they they bring a little bit of something that helps elevate all of us it helps elevate viewership um like that's a great example of of right. getting that uh i don't know bringing things to the next level for us i guess <laughs> yeah no and, and you mentioned becky lynch obviously we talked about that i just Shout out because I mean I love seeing that I I love seeing even as a fan you know that that's what's happening you know you see that like they're they're bringing them down to give the rub you know help help the the whole division out and it's so cool I feel like they pick they got to just pick the right people too that that are going to be more mentorish towards it right I mean have you have you had any interaction with Becky since she's joined NXT or been the, been the champion So I, I mean I've met Becky uh, we've had just small talk you know hello goodbye uh but actually since she has came to nxt i haven't actually had any run-ins with her yet um, you're waiting so, you're waiting for the ring then you're waiting for the ring then waiting for the ring yeah yeah i haven't <laughs> i haven't had a chance to really uh really talk to her or anything so far but but it's always you know there's always so much going on and um the first sure. week that she was down here i wasn't i wasn't there at tv so yeah it's coming eventually. <laughs> it's yeah, totally. No, and I get that. It's just I, I. It was just curious because, again, I, you know, I I love one of the things that I love about wrestling. It doesn't always happen, but and the more I'm learning about from friends and just listening to friends like yourself and other friends that I have in the industry now, uh, just seeing the the give back from from the wrestlers these days. Like I feel like they there was horror stories of how there was zero give back 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 in the day the 80s and 70s and stuff but you see now they're they're like 
the older generation wrestlers are actually helping the younger generation wrestlers. I mean, they're putting them over in matches more often. It's it's a whole thing, and it, I think it's just really it's a really cool thing to see, even just as a fan. But I could imagine as a performer how much more that must mean to you. Yeah, I, I mean, just getting to it, it, like there's stuff that I've been able to pass on to the younger NXT talent, and then there's there's people above me that have passed on things to me. And every time you're in the ring with somebody that's been in this business longer or has done more, you, you get a little bit better. Uh, and, and really that's how you do get better is being in the ring with people that are more experienced than you. Um, Cause I mean, you can work with people at your level and you will get better by doing that, but nothing, nothing elevates you more than a challenge. And every time you get in the ring with somebody that's, that's more experienced, more advanced, knows more, it's always a little bit of a challenge to keep up with them or work at their pace or uh, just also getting to like talk to them and see what, how they view things or how they would do things. Um, so it's kind of like this, this domino effect of like, uh, this person works with me. I work with this person and that person works with this person. And it's this domino effect of everyone getting better, everyone passing down uh, what they've learned to the next person and then passing what they've you know learned onto the next person and so forth. So it's just like a never ending, um, it's just a never-ending domino effect, especially in NXT, because we have so much new talent constantly coming in here. Uh, some, a lot of people are athletes that have never, never been in a ring a day in their life, and they have to learn from scratch in NXT. And I can't imagine that. Uh, you know, I got lucky and I did the independent scene, and I, I've done this for a long time. So I came in having a little bit of a grasp on like who I wanted to be in the ring or what I wanted to do. But now we've got athletes that they're really talented and athletic, but they know nothing about wrestling whatsoever. And so it's up to us to try to kind of help them figure out who they want to be in the ring and, and help them get polished and, and learn. Yeah. It's the pay it forward mentality that I'm seeing from everybody. Like that. I just think is it's, it's so cool. And the way you describe it there, it's like, yeah, there's, it's like, I mean, even when they bring in like a celebrity, like, like uh, Logan Paul, dog, or Snoop Dogg. I mean, you, they get, well, Snoop Dogg, not so much, yeah, but he did, he did drop a mean, a mean people's <laughs> elbow. But like when they bring in like Logan Paul and stuff, you know, you always, you hear about it, but you wonder like how much are they actually putting into the wrestling aspect of it? Like everyone already knows Logan Paul is a, is a gifted athlete, you know, that that's, that's part of who he is. Um, but that doesn't, like you're saying, that doesn't always translate to, wrestling you got you gotta gotta learn the psychology as we were talking about earlier you gotta you know the the moves are different you think watching them as a fan you know how to do it because you've seen it enough times but you really don't right i mean i i'm asking kind of at that time too yeah uh i first of all i mean i think logan paul is kind of like a freak like the yeah, way he be, was able to the way he was able to pick it up so quickly and get so good so fast like that doesn't happen often um yeah. i can't think of any like, other time it happened to be honest i mean there's been plenty of athletes like, that have come over like and man it's 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 wild i think the closest would be like kurt angle kurt, yeah mm -hmm. yeah we i mean we have we have we've definitely had some athletes down at nxt that have picked it up super fast um she's injured right now but sol ruka i mean she mm. she picked it up like instantly and she's super, you, super, super, I'm, super. I'm not familiar with her where, 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 what was she in, in she's kind of she's 
she's kind of got like a surfer vibe. I don't even think she was on NXC TV a whole lot. Uh, she did a she did a few level up episodes, um, and she was really just starting to get her her footing. Uh, but she she suffered an injury, and she's out right now. But uh, I think she's coming back soon. But she she is another one that like just I mean she just picked it up so fast and um, just crazy athletic. Uh, we have a few amateur wrestlers that come come with an amateur background that um just picked it up super quick and i don't know it's not always the case like you you would always you know you look at those people and you just think well maybe all of the athletes will be like that because they're super athletic but it doesn't always happen like that sometimes they're super athletic but they don't quite get what wrestling is um but it's crazy though when it happens because you're just sitting there just like oh my god you've been doing this for a year and you can do things that took me five years to figure out mm-hmm. uh so it's just crazy to watch everybody's does it piss you off a little bit does it piss you off a little bit to be honest like i i don't know i i've never really been the type to like get mad about it i'm just like amazed like yeah. i really like it's really amazing and it's like it's really admirable because you can see that like these people put in the work you can see that these people they go and they watch they watch wrestling footage they go and they 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 study it and that that's how they get good so quick is because they actually they do they put in the work and they they have a passion for the business and that's always to me that's always respectable is when they can have a passion for the business put in the work study film and, and know know who came before them like that's the biggest thing to me uh, with the athletes is when they can put in the work and, and show show that they care you know because um, not everybody does and that's okay like there's people that come from athletic backgrounds that don't like wrestling and they come to NXT or wherever and they start training and maybe they still don't like wrestling. And, but I feel like it shows though. You can always tell somebody that genuinely loves the business. And then there's people that just kind of do it for the money, you know, but, and it's cool. I get that too. That's cool. But it is always cool to see people develop. Cause you know, Who, who's just doing it for the money. D- Gigi, who's just doing it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no but i love that i love that you're talking about the that we're getting into the training and stuff because honestly from the first time we met um to now a lot has changed in your in your wrestling ability in your your training in general i mean your your i i don't i don't mean to be uh, uh crude here but your body type has changed since the first time we ever met you know and i that comes from the training i remember when you you were posting years ago your workouts and stuff and like it was like you're you were you were putting on muscle you know and obviously training a lot harder was what what was it that light bulb switch that went off when and you uh because you already loved wrestling right so what what when did the light switch go on that you were just going to put all go all in like that um i mean i it's it's tricky to say because when i started wrestling like i never I never in a million years would have thought I would be here. Um, and I always joke and I say I've kind of just been winging it since day one. Because, uh, <laughs> because, because I never, like, it's sad to say, but, like, I never truly believed that I would ever do the things I've done. I, I never would have thought that I would have gotten to go to Japan or uh, just gotten to see the places that I've seen, worked with the people I've worked with, and now being in WWE. Like, these are things I never thought were possible for myself. Um, and it, I don't know, like, every day is kind of just like that, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, doing it, you know? Um, but I, I definitely think 
back when I, I, I went to Japan and right after that, I did the 2018 May Young Classic, which was a all women's uh, tournament um, that WWE had. Mm. And that was like, I think that was like the biggest moment in my career where I kind of felt like, okay, I'm, I'm actually doing stuff. Like I'm actually getting to, I'm, I'm getting a serious career out of this. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely think that was like a big moment for me. I was only uh, 19, 20 years old. I was super young. Uh, but I think that was definitely a moment that like clicked for me to be like, oh my God, like I can really do this if I want to do this. Um, but I, even at that point, I still didn't quite believe that I would ever make it to WWE. And fast forward to COVID happening, um, the independent scene was dead. There was nothing. I I did like six months off because there was no shows. Um, and then as soon as as soon as we started to creep out of 2020, I got the opportunity to come have a WWE tryout. Um, and here I am. But I, it, like the training here is it's it is very intense. But um, I'm in the gym and I'm not just I'm not just lifting for aesthetics. Like on the independent scene, you kind of just go to the gym. You kind of just do whatever you know for aesthetics to keep yourself looking like an athlete, but I mean, here we're doing, we're doing mobility, we're doing strength, we're doing power. Um, the workouts are, they're formed around what we need, not just aesthetically, but to perform in the ring and for our bodies to feel good and be agile and last for years, uh, which is something that I didn't start incorporating into my routine until I got here was the mobility and uh, agility training to be able to make my body last there was i mean probably for the first six years of my career i probably didn't even stretch before i went out to have a match wow. <laughs> which is crazy yeah, yeah but now i mean now it's every day it's 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 foam rolling and stretching and agility mobility um the the medical room here is incredible too like just having ice baths on hand and having uh, a medical staff that can help work on you anytime you're feeling stiff or you need help something's not feeling good uh so it's just i don't know i feel like i'm just taking my body just i'm taking care of my body a lot more well, the next now. day's got to feel a lot better than before yeah. huh yeah which i don't know it's crazy though because i mean my time on the independence i was super super young so i feel like i bounced back from things <laughs> yeah, yeah that's not fair that's not fair to compare those two i, know, I, that's <laughs> I just like i like hearing that uh that the facilities are are such as you as you described because i mean for years you just it was as, as all aesthetic you know i mean that was the 80s and 90s they were just <laughs> you know, doing stuff that they weren't supposed to be, which I don't know why they weren't supposed to. It's a, it's part of entertainment. But anyways, they were getting all jacked up and for aesthetics and then just go out there and, and then do it all over and drink and take all the pills and everything. It's just good to hear that uh, the company is actively being a part of, of taking care of the party for the longevity of you guys. You, you know, you're looking at it now. Wrestlers used to when they got to 40 it was like oh you're done you know mm -hmm. and now we're looking at I mean you're looking at uh, legends coming back like like the rock and stuff well into his 50s and I'm sure if and when he gets in the in the ring for an actual you know spot I, I'm sure he's gonna look incredible you know what I mean because he's 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 one of the guys that proves he takes care of his body I mean you know I've heard that there's other things going on there but who the fuck cares the guy obviously cares about his body and takes care of it right well it's good for the kids too to know from a training perspective this is something you want to do it's not about bulking up it's about 
being able to strengthen the right muscles to do the tricks you need to do and to recuperate so you do have a career you're not getting hurt right off the bat and then you're out of it right so that that's cool to hear i do i kind of yeah. circle oh go ahead sorry no you're fine i i just think like the i think the recovery is like 10 times more important than the training in my mm. opinion yeah circling back to to japan just for a minute I'm always curious. I don't think we've ever asked this. What's the fan base like when you go perform in Japan versus America? Because I know we're a little cruder. We 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 bark. Are they kinder? Are they just as loud? Do they throw it at you guys just the same? Or what's what's the crowd like? So Japanese crowds are very quiet, and they kind of just sit back and really take everything in. Everything you're doing, they they watch and they break it down and they take it in. Um, and then you'll do something cool. And then you get like a nice respectful applause and then it goes quiet again, which is kind of intimidating. Like your first time in Japan, it's, it's, it's like, Oh, am I not doing a good job? Uh, do they not like me? Cause the crowd will just be dead silent. And so it's really weird. But after a while I actually learned to appreciate it more because I felt like they were, were appreciating my work more because instead of just, trying to scream something crazy in the crowd to get a reaction from me or from other people in the crowd. They're just there to take it in and watch and, and appreciate what you're doing. Um, so I always really loved that about Japan. Um, and they're always super supportive. Like I, I always did so well with merch over there. They're all very respectful. Uh, just it's, it's a very different vibe than here in America for sure. I've, I'm, I'm, glad you mentioned that because i did i've experienced the same thing it, it, that is how the even the music crowds are it's i was really that's that's good to hear that they're like that with wrestling too because then it's just even more of a culture thing i'm like i because i first time i went in front of it yeah it was fucking awkward as shit i was like what is going on here but yeah you know uh, you get used to it and you i'm glad you brought up the appreciation of it i mean just japan being out in the streets where was which city was this in by the way that we're talking about here uh, so I did some shows in Tokyo. I also worked in Osaka and I worked some, one other, one other place too. I, I was, so some of these like farther away towns, I was exhausted. So I don't remember every town that I'd worked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but there's multiple cities and you've been out, you, you went out on the streets, rode the bullet train, did, did the whole thing. And I'm sure yeah. Japan's awesome for that, by the way. I don't know about for you, but I love that. But when you're like walking around the streets, you still see that, um, that cultural respect first kind of thing. I, I always thought that that was really cool. Like everyone there, I don't know about you guys, Brandon or Sam, if you've been there, but mm -hmm. everyone, it's, it's always respect first. And then you lose respect as you become more of a piece of shit, but it's respect first. And in America, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't trust you yet. You got to earn my respect. And yeah. I was like, that's ass backwards, man. Like be nice first. And then we can both respect each other and then we'll figure it out. You know? And then if I figure out we don't like each other, we can go down, we could go down levels, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always felt super safe there too. Like just being able to walk around and, at, at night by myself is, mm. that alone was like the coolest thing to me because you, you can't do that anywhere, especially as a girl. Like you can't walk anywhere at night by yourself even though I've done it. Like back when I was younger, I'll say it again, <laughs> when I was on the advancing and I was younger and I didn't know any better, I used to just walk the streets of Chicago. I'd be in town for a show and I'd be like, mm, I'm bored. Let me just go walk the streets of Chicago by myself, walk the streets of London by myself at night. 
Um, oh, at night. But, I was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that during the day. And then you just said at night. I was like, oh, boy. yeah, by yourself at night in, the, in, in big cities. In big cities in general, <laughs> man. You just can't do that by yourself at night. I'd be, I'd be wary of doing it as a male. Like, I, you know, and we all know you could kick my ass. So I'd probably, you'd probably be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just used to never think anything of it. Um, but, you know, after a few years of watching Dateline and such, I kind of learned maybe I shouldn't do this. Uh, but in Japan, <laughs> but hey, in Japan, I always felt so safe. I felt like I was in my own little world. Everyone was very just like quiet to themselves. And I kind of like, cause that's kind of how I am. I'm, I'm very quiet to myself until I get around the right people. But uh, yeah, I, and the food was really good too. I miss the food in Japan oh, the so The food much. is amazing in Japan. That sushi, <laughs> it's different sushi, man. And like the shabu, I don't know if you get down with the shabu out there and Japanese barbecue. <laughs> it's a shabu Oh, shabu. I don't. Maybe I might have had it because I, I would go places with the girls and the girls would kind of just order things for me and not tell me what they were. And I would just <laughs> eat all these things. I loved everything I had, but yeah. a lot of times I didn't know what I was eating, really. Yeah, Do you no, have anything you don't like place. eating? Like what? Like, hey, I will not eat onions or I won't eat this. No, I mean, I used to be a little bit pickier when I was young, but I'm there. I eat like I eat like I I like I like What's your go-to? Like sushi. Oh, sushi. Sushi, yeah. but not. I'm not talking like California rolls. I'm talking like cuts from like Japan. Uh, there's a really good place, Sushi Pop, here in Orlando. Um, if you guys are ever in Orlando area, go to Sushi Pop. I got to go spend- back to Orlando. I'm going to be going back to Orlando a lot more now that I have a kid because I saw you go to Disney World. I think I mentioned earlier a lot. Do you have passes, by the way? Yes, I do. Okay, that's why I was like, there's an awful lot of Disney World <laughs> photos here. Like, that's, there's, you, Gigi must have gotten some passes. Uh, but yeah, that... We could talk about that in a second, but Orlando in general is like, I absolutely love it now. Um, I always loved yeah. it before, you know, but like now it's like, it's even more solidified that because I got to take little Frankie there every so often now. So, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah I will, so I will hit here. you up on that sushi spot though. Like that's, no, dude, that I, right I have, I have places, I have food places. Every time people at work need a date night idea, they need something to go eat that's like really good, they always come to me because I, I know the spots, I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have known that before when I was just there in May. <laughs> well. <laughs> you were busy in the tent, getting sweaty, you know. <laughs> Not for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Another cool thing that I saw that you do that that goes on in Florida is the the spookula. Can you tell me about what that is? Is uh, um, what? Yeah, I guess it's like a, yeah. a a horror convention of some kind that that you've been to a couple times. Yeah, uh, it's it's basically just a giant horror con, and there's like a, I mean, there's horror merch and shirts and handcrafted things, and uh, I I don't I've been to like a like a bunch of wrestling conventions over the years but i've never done a horror con so i didn't really know what to expect when i first did it but i was really blown away at how cool everything was i was there for two days and i still felt like i didn't get to really take everything in this uh the one that's coming up uh october 6th and 7th is gonna be in tampa um okay and just also like there's uh, a lot of like actors from like big time horror movies that come to these. Um, like I got to meet the lady that uh, plays the nun at the last one. Um, the the little girl that played Megan was there. Uh, Seth Green was there. So that you know, like there's there's huge names there too, which is really cool. And it's really fun to get to meet like some of these like uh, older directors of like these 
classic horror films um, as well. Like these people that created masterpieces are just casually sitting beside you. So it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I go through uh, Give Kids the World. Uh, NXC does a lot of like charity signings and stuff. So I do it for charity. But it's it's a, it's a freaking blast even for me. Um, and I last time I brought my little dog and <laughs> took a bunch of pictures with like uh, people cosplaying as like horror characters and stuff with my dog next to them. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, that is cool. I love that. I, I, it looked like a lot of fun. Definitely you got some some of the right photos with the right people. And I just wanted to bring it up because it is, you know, we're, we're into spooky season, guys. I, I, I oh, think yeah. it's official. So, I mean, what, 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 and I've got a kid now, Gigi. So you got to tell me, like, what are you, what are some of the horror movies you're excited to throw on? this season or catch new ones like because I, I need some to watch and I got to find you know I got to find time while I'm out on the road because once I get home I'm not going to be in charge of the TV again for a while so what, what, what do I got to watch fill me in oh that's so hard uh I feel, like every, <laughs> I feel like every so I, I feel like every year I end up re-watching all of the Saw movies um I always feel like I end up rewatching all of those for some reason, just because I really like that old school horror film that has like the kind of like green overcast coloring to the film and the, the little weird transitions and the slow-mo scenes. Um, so I, I always like rewatching Saw. Uh, I love the Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. I like the oh, trashiness of it. Love that. <laughs> um, yes, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I love that. I, w I wish more movies weren't trying so hard to reinvent the wheel all the time. Uh, like, I've watched a few A24 movies, and everybody raves about them, and I just, I, I, I don't really end up loving them. Uh, I watched, um, what's it called with the hand? Uh, Talk to Me. Oh, that was oh, the... Yeah. Who, who I, was everyone, in that one? You guys are saying, oh, yeah, like you've heard of this one. I, you I haven't seen you guys it. Full of shit? It was on my list. It's, okay. It looks like a... Yeah, it's about a bunch of kids and they, the spirit goes through them. You didn't like it, so everybody everybody hyped it up to me so much. They were like, "This is gonna be the best horror film you've seen all year." It was so good, and I went to see it. And I was just like, I don't know. I kind of left disappointed. Um, just because I I don't know. I don't like the whole mixing horror films with like the Gen Z. Yeah. We're all on our phones kind of thing. Oh, is that it, what it is? That's super like a yeah. screamish, yeah. Yeah, no, Scream I, I was just, cool though, man, because you still had a. Oh, killer. they did it right. Yeah, they did it right. Yeah. yeah, the the whole Scream franchise has done it right. Like even with the without Wes Craven with us anymore, you know. So, I I, I think that's different. But I I see what you mean. The when they try to do some bullshit like almost after school special moral to the story on a horror movie, yeah. that pisses yeah. me the right the fuck off. I'm like, okay, what was the like It Follows years ago, and it's like oh, God, it's an yeah. it's an STD. It's an STD. Yeah. I'm like, I Keep saw that. your I, pants, kids. You, yeah, okay. You could have told me that story in a five-minute Tubi video, movie. Don't make it a fucking <laughs> yeah. two-hour-long fucking drawn-out, and then the surprise is at the end that it was an STD. It's like, I already knew it was an STD. The fuck? This is not, this is not, good, this is not good storytelling. That's what I have a problem with on it. Did you guys see that? I just saw a trailer yesterday. I got real excited. They have uh, Saw 10 is coming out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited. I'm a huge Saw fan. Um, and they're even coming though, back. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, okay. Saw one through four. That's like the best to me. Everything after that, I do like it. But Saw one through four is where it is for me. But I'm really, really, really hoping that this one is like great because 
I love the movies so much. I told you I watch them almost every year. Uh, but yeah, I'm hyped for that. I really want to go see this movie that just got released, uh, Haunting in Venice. I don't really know anything about it. Uh, it just came out, I think, maybe a week ago, if that. And it's like, it's kind of reminiscent of that one movie. But anyways, they, like all these people go to like a seance and then someone dies and then they have to like figure out the mystery of it. It looked really cool. Uh, and they were pushing it all over Disney Springs. They had big billboards for it and stuff. So I'm, I'm wanting to go see that one next. And I kind of want to see, I don't know if it's out streaming yet or not, but there's this one called like Voyage of the Demeter. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a, the Dracula. like a Dracula, like a Dracula movie. And I was like, this looks so classic that it might be great. Um, and usually the ones that the critics sleep on are the ones that I end up really liking. So. Well, no one goes by critics. Uh, that's I, I, I. Even as you say, we, we that's, had, we, that's, we had those, big... those hype it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, can't yeah. stand that. We had a horror top ten horror, dude. dude we should bring it up with Gigi because it was the worst yeah. list ever. It was, it was based off like grossing numbers, and it, and it would consider like it had movies in it that clearly weren't horror movies. They were just like <laughs> more science fiction movies. I'm like that doesn't qualify as a horror movie. Anyways, yeah. I had a big beef with this list, Gigi. By the way, and we did it, it right here on the air. Jaws was like number one, right? Yeah, which I understand. Like, that's, that's a horror, horror movie. Yeah, it is that one. It, that one is though, because you got the the made up fucking shark, you know. So that one's, I give it that one. There was some other. I don't even remember what they were. There were some other real bad ones. I was like, that is just straight up not a horror movie. I mean, look, the top ten didn't have Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, or uh, Halloween. Halloween, yeah. What horror movie lists are those three out of the top ten and still make sense? The yeah. answer is zero. The ones that make There's been very few horror movies over the last few years that I've actually liked. I think it's just because, like what I said earlier, like everyone just wants to reinvent the wheel so much and yeah. be different. But it's just like, no, we don't need that. We just need a good story, some gore, and some shock factor. Like at least for me, like that's all I need. Uh, like I mean, Saw. Saw had a great story. Um, mm -hmm. One through Amazing. four, I'll say. That's but, kind of that. I was gonna say those are the last ones that I watched, though. I I, I didn't know yeah. that they were up to ten now. I'm excited. For oh yeah, ten's always a good one. Jason X was was amazing. Well, they called it X. It's Saw X, is what it's called. Is it Saw X? Yes. Saw X. Are they going to space? Is Jigsaw go to space, dude? <laughs> if Jigsaw epic. goes to that space, I'm fucking in. I no, am I did so see fucking in. The trailer said some guys talk to someone else. He goes, "Oh shit, you robbed uh, the Jigsaw? Like you fucking idiot." So like. Apparently, it's, it's like him done. getting re revenge on someone who robbed from him. I don't know. Well, who knows? He jigs Jigsaw's in it. He's in the trailer. Yeah, Tobin Bell's in this, I think, right? Really? I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, no, they brought back old school characters, dude. I want to see what it's I, about. They're, they're going to you know do what? something. They're going to do something. <laughs> they didn't come, come back for no reason. That's had who, a good idea. If, if, if they bring... If Jigsaw makes an appearance ever at one of these Spookala cons... That's gonna be the person that like I flip out if I get to meet and take a picture with. I'm just gonna say that. If he ever comes on the show, you come on. You come on and co co interview him with us. Oh yeah, yeah that, you want to be a co host? Oh yeah. Well, I just, we'll reach I don't out. Even know Sam, reach I, out. I reach out. Show her this. Okay. Show him this clip. Uh, we'll we'll get this. We'll use we'll <laughs> use we our go. star power and, and get him on the show and then our star Gigi. <laughs> I don't even know what I would. I was say talking about that. Gigi's star I was, power. Oh, I thought you meant you. Uh, Gigi <laughs> is about our saving grace here, not. <laughs> She's the one on TV every fucking week. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what I'd say to the guy, but I just think I, that's like the one 
person in movies that I think I would really, really love to meet just because I don't know. Like, he's such a badass in the Saul movies, and he's so creepy because he's just this so old creepy. guy. Uh, <laughs> well, I, like, not, old yeah. guy, not all old guys are creepy, though. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that, but I mean, like, most, most, okay, most, uh, what do you call it, the antagonist or what, like, what are the movie term of the person that's always the bad guy? Uh, most of them are like, protagonists i don't know my words well but uh, <laughs> most of them are just most of them are like big burly guys are going to come get you or they're people with big weapons that are, but like he's just an old man that just sits there and he's very quiet and calm and collected and that's scarier to me than any other than uh, maybe not as scary as leatherface leatherface i think is the scariest horror character to exist but uh but yeah he's creepy and, and by the way, you were right. I, I corrected you incorrectly. Now that I thought about it's it, I couldn't let it go. It's it's antagonist. You said it right the yeah. first time. Protagonist oh. is the good guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. We That's can we just use wrestling though. terms, though. You could have just said heel and baby. Heel. You know, heel and face yeah, would, would work. There's a lot of heels in Saul, though. There was yeah. that one detective that I think dies in one of the last ones. The like one that's like a real bastard. I don't. Is really there think. anyone that's good in Saw? Not I think every even oh, even right. the people who are there are all bad. They're, they're all they there for a reason. It's, it's yeah. like a, yeah. Well, Chris well, Rock so, was good in the last one. I just I just watched the first. Chris one Rock back. was in the last one. Yeah, Jigsaw. oh, that's right. He he. It was all his baby. He I think he it was his story and everything. I never yeah. saw that. And I now yeah. now you guys are saying it that I remember the hype on it. I ah yeah. uh, I have to watch it. I have to watch that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna start spooky season with. Spoiler alert: uh, Will Smith slaps him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> now that was good, Sam. That was good. You don't always have good ones, but that was a good one. <laughs> so is, is, is is Jigsaw tied in with Saw X at all, or we just forgot about that? Oh, I wish that would be so. That would be sick. <laughs> it, that that would work because like the jigsaw movie was kind of just like a standalone it like tied into the lore but it really didn't have like the deep roots into the like story of it yeah so it was like it was like rob zombies halloween spinoff yeah yeah it's i like liked that so one though i thought the rob zombie the, the first I halloween the i thought first, that was so I thought, good i thought that was a yeah. well done one too i did yeah I, I absolutely did yeah that's another one that like most people don't like but i love yeah well, it's all that it's going back to that critic thing and like listening to everybody else. And like, I genuinely feel the exact same way with, as you do with with a lot of the new horror movies. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me how great it is. Tell me you should go check it out. Leave it at that. Yeah. Don't tell me how great it is, because then I'm going to go and I'm going to hear it from everyone. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be disappointed because it's <laughs> going to be I always know it's one of those ones that has like an underlining meaning of, to it or something like that. And that's why everyone yeah. loves it. And it's like. That's not what I come to horror for, man. Like that's you're you're obviously like a passerby in the horror world. You you're, you're not like you're not in it if you if that's what you think horror needs, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely judge people based on what they recommend to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I'm not I'm not recommending anything anymore. Then <laughs> right. <laughs> here's a recommendation, not because it's good. Please don't think it's good, but because the ending, the whole ending chunk. It's just going to make you just, you're going to be like, what, what the hell am I watching? Uh, so there's this movie, it's an A24 movie and it's called men, just men. Okay. Um, if, if you can find the deeper rooted meaning behind all of it, like, please be my guest uh, to me. I watched the whole thing in theaters. It was long as hell, but the chunk at the end was just so uncomfortable 
I've never seen anything like it. Um, so I, if you don't want to watch the whole movie, like I get that, but go watch the ending scene of Men and somebody get back to me and tell me what you think. I'm I not going to tell you no, anything about through. it. You know, that's something uh, Shadows actually is, is the guy that, I mean, love him to death. Me and him just like different movies. Like we just, that's just not where we where we vibe on is is same movies every once in a while we cross over but for the most part when he recommends something to me i'm like i'll wait you know um and <laughs> it's just not my vibe you know but he likes the uncomfortable stuff like he watched that one with uh um uh walking phoenix that's out uh Bo uh afraid Bo uh, so, some Bo's afraid Bo's afraid i guess it is like the most uncomfortable movie madness you've oh. ever seen i've never watched it yet He's like, I, he's all, I'm not recommending it per se, but it's like supposed to be super bizarre. He's, he's like, I've never seen a movie like made that way before in my life. No, I'm interested. My brother wanted me to watch that with him, but I was like, I'm not watching this. It's like three hours long. I'll watch that. And then I'm going to watch men. And then I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Matt to watch men probably too. Cause he likes that uncomfortable weirdness and he'll probably figure out whatever the meaning is for you. He's really good okay. about that too. Yeah. I, like it. I'm not going to say that it was like horrible because it was interesting because the whole time I'm like, where are we going with this? And then right when I thought maybe I had it figured out, the ending scene happened. And I, and I just, I was sitting there in the theater like, what am I watching? Like, this is like, it's not for kids. Don't watch it around your kids. Um, I don't even know. I'm not even going to say anything. Just please watch it. And please no, like, I'm, going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to watch happened. this. I might even watch it tonight. We'll see how the night goes. I got a day out. I, we'll you see. need to, all right. You need to start having reaction videos of some of these things. I'll recommend things, and you can just have reaction videos to them. Uh, that actually sounds awesome. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> we we just make this a reoccurring a reoccurring uh, thing on the show. Every time you come on, and then I'll do, go do a reaction <laughs> video for it. Okay. Or you could you could hop on with me. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it behind the paywall. We'll make everyone pay for that one. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild, and we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros, covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles, all while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. <laughs> Isn't it frustrating, though, that even horror movies... That we they, have a paywall? I, yeah, it is frustrating. No. 
Depends that we, uh, you know, I, I feel like horror movies, the cool thing about them was they stick to the thing, they get you what you need, but all movies now are over two hours. I'm, I have started seeing some come back to 90 minutes, which I like. Like, just let's get in and out. Let's get the story. Let's stick to it. I feel like everything now is like two to three hours, and it's like, do you need that much time to tell a story? I don't know what yeah. your guys' thoughts are. That's like a huge that's like a huge turnoff for me as soon as I see how long a movie is and it's over two hours. I can't like it's it's every single movie now. It's like two and a half pushing three hours long. I don't want to sit in a theater or against my TV screen unless I'm sick for that long. Even if I'm sick, like my attention span is not that like I can't sit there that long and uh uh I w- what did I go to see? I went to see the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy. And that was the first time I think ever I have fell asleep in the theater. I'm not saying the movie was boring, but yeah. it was just so long. It happens yeah. more and more and more as you get older, Gigi. Yes. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> you're not. No, you're far from getting old. I'm just saying it just uh, <laughs> it was it was a joke. Obviously, I uh, see. I'm I go back and forth on that, though. I, 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 I loved that movie. I love a lot of the three hour movies because it's it's a catch-22 for me because if you make the movie too short a lot of times what what they end up having to cut to get it into that position fucks the story completely yeah, like and then and then you're like you, you have no build-up for these characters and that by the end of it, i'm like why was i supposed to care that you know fucking something happened to that person you know and i was like Oh, yeah. all of a sudden they're in love after what seemed like two, like one date in the daytime date, and now they're fucking in love, and I'm supposed to care. It's like you made that too short now. So there's got to be a happy yeah. medium so you could still build a, a, a character base that I'm going to care about. I mean, that's something. I mean, that's part of wrestling 101 too. Like the storylines, you want the audience to care and be invested in what in in your character. And how are they going to get there if you're only giving them a small little piece at a time? You know. You gotta, yeah. you gotta give it all. That that was just me bringing it back to wrestling. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I Brandon know, loves I this. Agree. Brandon <laughs> loves when I'm full of myself on an episode. It's great. I love when you used to call out your segues. Be like, oh, what a great segue. Oh, dude, it's so, it feels so good though. It feels so good sometimes. <laughs> but the bullshit is, then you'll call us on it. Like, oh, good, bull. and I'm like, you do this all the time. I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fucking funny though. No, I, I, I will not get back to wrestling just yet because actually, I want to go back. I want to go back to Halloween. Uh, you always seem to have a great Halloween costume. I know, I know that that, that that's uh, fun for you as it is for me. Do you know? Do you have a, a, a costume picked out yet, or is this the first time you're actually starting to think about it right here, right now? Um. So no, I've thought about it. It's just hard because I have orange hair, so I am kind of limited to things that can. Well, have they do make things hair. called wigs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I already have hair that's like yeah, people would get a wig. Hair. Yeah, that's I true. I have to okay. like take yeah. advantage of the hair because for years and years, my whole life up until like uh, five years ago, I had jet black hair. And every year, it was, I'm just a girl with the black hair. Like, well, it's boring. But, like, that's the person that wears a wig. I have orange hair. And one day, it's going to go back to my natural color when I'm sick of dyeing it. So I got to take advantage of it while I have it. Okay? So, Chucky and Pennywise and uh, I don't... Uh, what's her name? The Flintstones' wife. That's what I've got working, working with. Right Jean Grey no, from the X-Men. <laughs> there's, there's one. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, I actually... 
did. I did dress up as uh, uh, Ember from Elemental for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which is like the fire girl. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. My, boy- my boyfriend dressed up as Wade, which is like the water guy. Uh, which I have. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make like a mini vlog eventually and put it on my Instagram of that because we looked really ridiculous at this children's Halloween Disney party. I love uh, it because you don't blast. have a. I love it because you don't have a kid. And you explained the movie and I, like you explained <laughs> men and it was like yeah, this really deep. We're talking all horror movies and you go elemental. I'm like oh yeah, I know those characters. Don't worry. Like I saw that movie. Yeah. Goes <laughs> 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 without saying. Yeah. <laughs> well. I'm a Disney adult. I'll admit that. Uh, but it's because I, I grew up going to Disney and Disney for me represents like a time of my life where my parents were together. The family was like mm. a whole and it's kind of like my security blanket of good memories from my childhood. So I became a Disney adult, but it's for like the right reasons. I guess. Oh, that's actually um, really sweet though. That's endearing. I, yeah. I, I, I was a Disney adult before I had a kid too. You know, now I, now, now I'm just reasons. a dad. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> It's not true. Mine's just not as wholesome. I enjoyed going to Disneyland and taking shrooms and acid when I was a kid. So this that's was fair. something that, that that's where I, I enjoy. And now I get to take my kid on those very rides. <laughs> and I enjoy alcohol because my parents were divorced. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like that we're all making light of it. There's like, you know, we all, we can only make light of it now because all of us know like the actual pain of all that shit. So yeah. we'll have to prevent crying. Yeah. Yeah. I do have I do have an idea though. I mean, uh, so I'm supposed to the Halloween weekend. I'm going on the Disney Halloween on the high seas cruise for the whole weekend. So Halloween weekend, I'm going to be on the cruise. So it's going to be like you know Disney stuff. Uh, but if if I'm a part of NXT on Halloween, or even if I don't know, maybe if I hosted Halloween Havoc or something, I, maybe. Uh, I did. I wanted to do something that was like a little bit more original. So I wanted to, I wanted to be like an orange demon. So I wanted to like have all the components of like your typical like demon thing with like a big bat wings and horns and everything. But I just wanted it to be orange because uh, I've never seen that. Too. So that that was an idea. And then I also was thinking about um, doing like a Ziggy Stardust kind of look, oh, inspired look. That would be sick. Yeah, so I, I was thinking maybe like blue sequins with like some red, and then like the little lightning bolt uh, back when he had like the orange hair. Uh, that was an idea. I really, really, really though wish I had the resources to pull off the, uh, you know, the, the Elton John movie where the Rocket Man movie, and he's got like the orange, like devil outfit with these huge like orange and red wings and i know the outfit i didn't see the movie yet but uh, i yeah it's it's just orange and red like everything's covered from head to toe rhinestones huge wings it's the most ridiculous looking outfit i've ever seen in my life but that's what i want so bad wait wait wait. so you don't you don't know anybody that can help you out with that that's like a five thousand dollar Costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you've got, I, you get you you find costume makers that could DIY it, you know. Yeah, but we're so close to so now. We're yeah. so close now that it would it would be hard to try to scram that all into like a couple. And weeks. also, where are you going to fit that big extravagant thing on uh, on the cruise? You know, right? But I, that's <laughs> that's in the maybe, maybe next year I'll pull that off. But it's yeah, that would be really cool. So you're going on a Disney cruise during Halloween. Yeah, that is wild. I just—I mean, Halloween themed. 
Yeah, but it's Dis it's Disney Halloween themed. Like, I and you don't have kids. Yeah. I want you to come super hardcore bloody to just the kids' dinner, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> just oh, yeah. scared the most out ridiculously <laughs> gory fucking thing you can possibly be. Well, I so I'm with my schedule. It's hard to like most of the time. I, I don't even have my Halloween weekend in general with my schedule here. Um, so I kind of just make the whole end of September and all the way through October Halloween, and I just do all my Halloween stuff where I can. So probably going to do Halloween Horror Nights next week with my little brother when he comes to town. Um, I've already fit in. Like I did a vampire rave a week ago. Uh, like I, I kind of just fit the Halloween events in where I can. Uh, and then by the time Halloween comes, I've done everything. So Halloween cruise, it's going to be wholesome. It's going to be nice. I get to go to the Bahamas and I've never Ooh. done a cruise. What, what is a vampire? When you say vampire rave, all I can think of is blade the movie where they're <laughs> yes, all dancing and yes. then all the blood <laughs> just comes down. <laughs> Please tell me that's what it's like. I, I, even if it's not, tell me that that's yeah, what it's like. <laughs> It, it wasn't. It's not as crazy as it sounds. It was really just people. A lot of people dressed up like vampires. There's people covered in blood too. Uh, but yeah, and then just do 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 do. You know, all night long music. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly I wish it was a little bit more themed than it was. But there was a lot of people covered in blood on the dance floor. So I guess I, I guess it was vampire rave. Do you know? watch what we do in the shadows? No. Oh, whoa. Have you, you seen the movie? Watching that. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, you got to watch. There you go. There's your homework. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good one. I want a reaction from you. I'm going, I'll okay. watch the movie, What We Do in the Shadows, and then you'll okay. want to watch the show. I'm pretty sure, unless you don't like it, which I would be shocked. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, just go find What We Do in the Shadows. You could, you could even watch it on the Disney cruise, I'm sure. But Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, it's a great, yeah, it's you, great, great stuff. Have you done Horror Nights yet? I haven't yet. Um, uh, so I left about a week ago and I had to cram a bunch of stuff in before and now I'm out on the road. But I, I get back with time off the road to do some uh, Halloween horror stuff. Like I'm going to Disney Halloween Nights um, this year again. We did it last year. We're not going to bother with the candy, though. My son doesn't care about the candies. But it's just it's just cool time of year because I'm sure they do it in, at Disney World, too. They They decorate for Halloween, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do that. Um, horror nights. I've used to love doing is that's universal, right? Um, yeah, I've done it a couple times. I absolutely loved it, but now I like, I have to get a sitter for that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, is it, do I love it that much? Or can I just <laughs> yeah. wait? Or can I just wait a few years and then I'll go back with Frankie, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of just, I go every year now that I live down here. Um, but, uh, I, I can't like I have like rules though for when I go. I have to have a fast pass. I can't do the lines. Oh, yeah. uh, I ha I'm I'm an opening till close person too. So it's got to be like I need like some liquid IV. I need good shoes and I gotta have fast pass. Uh, but the only problem is I'm in Florida, so it's just hot. It's just it's never ending hot down here. So you're like it's nighttime, but you're just like sweating. Oh um, yeah, I just experienced yeah. that in May. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's not, not quite to the extent that you did in the in the tent. Going back to the 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 tent that that was a rocking, but um, yeah, you know it's 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 amazing though when you're actually in that Florida. Like we did all four parks. I was there for I went there early for two days when we had that show in Daytona, and I and 
the family. It took the family. We did all four parks in two days because of the fast passes. We were able, we were able to get on. It, it, that's why we were able to do everything. We literally got fast passes for everything. My wife was a fucking boss on it. Like, as soon as we left one ride, she was buying it for the, she was lining up the next one. And so we got it. And we were at, you know, 11 hours both days and literally got every single ride in that we wanted to. And it was an amazing two days, but God did it. Like, midday when you needed food, we got angry at each other. Like, yeah. end of the night, it's like, don't fucking look at me anymore. But, like, it was still fun <laughs> while we were doing it. And I, I guess I, I say all that because there's some, some sick new rides over there that I didn't know I was even going to get go, go on. And I was wondering if any of them lined up. I mean, as a pass holder to uh, Matt, do you have a pass for all of them or just Magic Kingdom? Well, it's everything. It's everything. So, so, okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. I want to make sure. What are your go-to rides then? Like, what's your favorite ride? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster in Epcot yep. is. I told these guys about it. It's amazing. That's, yeah, that's probably my favorite ride right now. Uh, like, yeah, that one's really cool. Um, I love Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror would be my number one ride besides Guardians. And, I like your guys. I mean, your guys' terror, 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 or Tower of Terror. Easy enough for me to say. Uh, I like your guys' better. We ours just goes up and down. Like the one in yeah. Orlando moves around and stuff. It's it's much oh, cooler. Yes. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, I've 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 done Disneyland, uh, both parks out there, so I have my comparison. Thoughts. Have you done Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland? Yeah, uh, I think that's the exact same as ours. I yeah, think. I'm sure that one is. A lot of the new that's ones, a, great ride. a lot of the new ones aren't aren't very different. Uh, I have yeah. to say, I, I I could tell by what you were you were holding your holding back a little bit there, and I think you were going with the Orlando parks are better, and I I. I tend to agree that the rides are a little, it's because Disneyland was the original though. So, and they, they're preserving yeah. it that way a little bit as much as they can, you know, but and you I, guys well, have so much more space. Yeah. There's so much more space there. It's okay. Look, there's pros and cons. We have, we have the parks, like the, all the separate parks. We do have a lot, a lot more, but the thing that I wish we had that Disneyland has is Disneyland caters more towards uh, the locals where they have more more seasonal offerings. They have more oh, seasonal yeah. overlays on some of the rides. Um, they have, I think they have way more like unique character sightings. And uh, I don't know, like the events at Disneyland just look more fun. Like Oogie Boogie Bash compared to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween is like, I don't know if maybe it's just how Instagram makes it look, but it just looks so much better out there for some Boogie reason. Boogie and was what, cool. I did that. I yeah. did that a couple of years ago when Frankie was real was really young. We did the Oogie Boogie thing. It was it was it was neat. It was very neat. I don't mm-hmm. know. I I haven't been to any of the events, and and so I, I we got to take your word for it here. I know the, these guys too. Like yeah. I, I haven't been to any of the, those events in Orlando. Like we like I said, we went from ride to ride for fucking two days straight that's all we did yeah yeah plus you guys get like the overlay for haunted mansion with the nightmare before they christmas they oh, don't do that so in, in... no oh, we don't get nothing right. yep. just one at california one <laughs> california just one in my opinion i was gonna we, go we, for orlando for florida and you guys yeah. you, you guys get way better seasonal treats too like our seasonal treats are like meh you, you guys, I'm like on Instagram. I follow Disney food, Disney food blog, and uh, there's one other, there's one other one that I follow too. And they're they're always posting all these things, and the di- stuff from Disneyland just looks so much nicer. I don't know if it's like a grass is greener on the other side kind of thing, but and and it, like you said, I only went to Disneyland for the first time a year ago, 
but it has this like comforting nostalgic feeling to it mm-hmm. yeah it's they're like very, they very much kept it intact like that they, yeah they tried it they try to make that uh present yeah and i i don't know i really like that i just I don't know the what the food the food of wine festival is fun I, i'm a, I'm yeah. a pass holder at home and that's something that like we will get a sitter for me and the wife we it's we might ride a couple rides, but it's really about just walking around and trying all this different food and drink. Like, well, so they do that. They do that at Disneyland or or at California Adventure. It's at California Adventure, there's only oh. there's only like two or three places that you could get alcohol in, uh, or beer or wine in uh, Disneyland. It's uh, at the Blue Bayou, uh, and then Club Thirty Three, which you're not uh, you have to know someone to get into, and that's just a restaurant, mm-hmm. so it's not out in the open. And then now they have like the really sugary bar, uh, bar drinks at the Cantina. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which just look like I don't think there's very much alcohol in them. I think it's just pure uh, sugar. So we, we uh, have a, we have an August Cantina here. Yeah. So I mean, and I I believe it has something to do with the leasing of the land uh, when the, when they did so many years ago uh, because mm-hmm. it, it is so restricted there. But for whatever reason, right across the street, you can walk around. Like I'm usually in line with a beer if i'm gonna go go on a ride if i'm gonna and usually <laughs> i do the fast passes like you like so like it's rare that we wait in line for anything because i can't handle that either i don't know i yeah. can't handle the lines especially with a kid though yeah you know, when you have a kid it, it definitely makes the line thing like even less enjoyable yeah i i can't do lines but i didn't know you guys did a food and wine festival that's that's cool but you can get drunk at epcot for sure Epcot or is a constant food and wine festival. I love Epcot. I would used to go every time I went to Orlando, stay at the Four Seasons, get a cab, go straight to Epcot Center, and me and the boys would do our our drink around the world, and we'd mm-hmm. go to every spot. And you have to you have to get at least one drink from each spot that you can get a drink at the Epcot. And needless to say, you end up with a very good time. Yeah, I only recently found out that the bar. The bar in Ireland, because uh, my boyfriend always gets the snake bite, which is like the half heart lager, half cider, I think. Yeah, um, those are brutal. Ugh. Yeah, I only recently me found of out being in London. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, well, I only recently found out that it's just it's an open bar, and you can just order whatever you want. I thought you had to order off of what they had on the menu, so you can just go in there and get like a double whiskey coke if you want to. And I'm like, this is insane. How are they able to do this at a Disney park? This is crazy. Like, you could just get hammered if you wanted to. Uh, most <laughs> and then of you went up and ordered five. <laughs> the happiest <laughs> place on earth, right? That's yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's the magic. Well, That's where the magic but, comes from. But I think, you know what it is? It's tactic because it's so hot in Florida that you end up just sweating out the alcohol before you can get a buzz. That's what happens to me. Like, I'll, I'll drink like a drink from every different, uh, every little different spot. But I'm sweating so bad that I never truly get a solid buzz because I'm just sweating it all out immediately. So I think mm. I think there's a science to it. Yeah. They, to keep people balanced. I they're guess like so. it's hot. Yeah, you that there's there's no there's no way they're gonna take down that much when it's this hot out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some truth to that. I'm sorry, I think I also cut you off when you were talking you you, you mentioned Tower of Terror is your mm-hmm. is your second favorite ride or uh, probably your favorite ride, but then Guardians is now the new ride that's just amazing, which I totally agree. Incredible yeah. roller coaster. It's like Space Mountain on steroids. It's so fucking mm-hmm. good. Um, uh, what are some of the other ones then? Because I feel like you were gonna you were gonna say a couple others there. Yeah, uh, probably Space Mountain. I just did Space Mountain with the Halloween overlay, so it was pitch pitch black 
Because normally you, you go up the thing and you can see like the spaceships and the astronauts. I don't know what my light's doing. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we were talking spooky stuff and now, and now that, that thing's going. You know. I know. Uh, but uh, so the Halloween overlay, there's no lights. You can't see nothing. You can't even see like your hand in front of your face. That's how dark it is. Um, and they put this like really menacing horrifying Halloween music on and it's like loud uh that it genuinely kind of scared me um so that was really cool uh, but now your guys' yeah, space I mean, mountain's different all all the way around As we don't it? do that that we I've never been on the Halloween one they we don't do oh. pitch black but it's also a two a, we're two by two um out roller coasters and it does a little yeah. bit different stuff yours yours is more like the, our Matterhorn because you guys yeah, don't have I, a Matterhorn out there. Yeah, and I did. I didn't get to ride the Matterhorn when I was there because they were doing refurbishment on it. So that's I'm the sad. that's the other problem with 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 proper Disneyland. The in order to keep those nostalgic rides and everything together, there's there's constant upkeep at this point. It's it's pretty crazy. Well, if I, if I, did I miss out on anything with the Matterhorn? Because that was like the only ride I didn't get to do. I, no, I like but if you didn't do Splash Mountain, it's going away forever. They're changing. I wrote. Well, we have Splash Mountain. And I think I think it was the same as the one at Disneyland. So well, I don't. Maybe change it. It's a little too racist. They're uh, turning it into Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah. they're oh, doing yeah, that they're to doing ours. That. Yeah, they're doing that to our. Yeah, they're doing it to theirs too. I saw them. It was under construction when, when I was just there in May to do mm -hmm. to do said thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild that some of the stuff has to change. Some of it changes. I mean, it was they changed the Pirates of Caribbean years ago for the same reason. It was it was sexist, so they, they had to change stuff. I mean, you know. With, with the social climate changes, Disney's going to kind of ride with it. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're changing, uh, they're changing the country bear jamboree that we have. Um, it's like all these like just weird country songs, which is what makes it fun. And they're changing it to just like country renditions of Disney songs. So I'm pretty pissed about that because <laughs> I love the country bear jamboree. And they're getting rid of, uh, there's like a show called It's Tough to Be a Bug in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And it's like it's like the Bugs Life themed show. Uh, and it's kind of terrifying. But That's I awesome. love Bugs Life. But I love Bugs Life. So it, it, like the giant grasshopper from Bugs Life, there's a giant animatronic of it that comes out. And then like spiders drop from the ceiling. And they have like stingers that go in your back in the seat and there's bugs you can feel walking under your butt. Like you can actually feel little things in the bench. Like it's the coolest thing and they're changing it to um, Zootopia. And I started to watch Zootopia the other day because I was like, I need to get caught up because a lot of things are changing to Zootopia themed. And I got like maybe 40 minutes into it and I just was like. I guess. But. I think I think Zootopia is fine, but I will say I I I hope that they still use that technology for the Bugs Life story because we went in there. We don't usually do the shows, uh, to be honest, when we're just trying to get through all the rides like that. But we're like, oh, let's go, let's try this one out. It's like it's right here. There's no wait. We walked in, sat down, and yeah, everything you just mentioned. It was a trip. I was like, it's one of those times where we're like, how are they doing this? Like I know that this is this is you know Disney magic, but like how are they literally making it feel like there's bugs crawling across my legs right now and then like like you said the stinger in the back that one got me i was like what the yeah. fuck was that <laughs> and they're all and it's a wooden bench of seats it's just a wooden yeah. bench it's crazy i don't know how they do it i'm gonna hit this light switch because i, I don't know why this light is freaking out but i'm gonna just turn this light switch <laughs> off real quick because it's good. driving me nuts two seconds <laughs> yeah that's what we were worried about too we're all we're all real angry <laughs> over here just kidding <laughs> 
Well, I was having like an epileptic attack. Yeah, you don't want that. There. Are you still skating? Uh, uh, it's so it's it's honestly hard to like go skate at like parks and like skate ramps and stuff because it's like if, if I slip, if I fall and I bust my knee or I roll my ankle, I'm gonna be out uh from TV and I don't think WWE would love if I got hurt skateboarding. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the most I'll do is like maybe cruise a little bit, but. Yeah, I don't really skate like ramps or anything like that anymore. Just because I'm so scared to like, I'm just really scared to like roll my ankle or do something so stupid. And then I have to go to explain, I have to explain to Shawn Michaels like, hey, uh, I'm out for six months because I broke my leg trying to skate. No, HBK would be totally cool with that, man. Like, I just feel like he would be like, he'd be like, that's cool. I was, I was just, I was just in the bowl a couple weeks ago too, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't strike me as a, as a skater, but I don't know. <laughs> I've been surprised before. No, That's gonna be I cool just, you go to sh- go <laughs> just going to Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna go tell him. Uh, that's that's what I got from the story is that you get to just walk up and talk to Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, that's oh really yeah, cool. Shawn uh, was one of my. I don't even think Shawn knows this, but Shawn was uh, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, alongside the Undertaker. Uh, which I have a story about the Undertaker. A second if you want to hear it Absolutely. um but uh he was one of my favorite wrestlers coming up when i was a kid so uh yeah the fact that he's basically like my boss now is really cool and i do i, I do just come like come up to him and like kind of shoot the shit a little bit or just like hey what do you think of my match or you know he's the first one i see when i go out and he's the last person i see when i come back through the curtain uh or he's the first person i see when i come to the curtain whatever you get what i'm saying yeah um but uh but yeah, I don't know. He's like so cool and he's just so easy to talk to. And sometimes like I forget that I'm talking to Shawn Michaels and then I just, I'll, it'll click and I'll be like mid conversation. I'll just be like, I'm talking to the heartbreak kid. What am I doing? And then <laughs> show, I start overthinking everything I say. Show stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was the well, biggest, like, I was the biggest fucking Shawn Michaels fan. I absolutely. Loved oh him. yeah. Yeah. He, well, he, like I said, he was one of my top like favorite. He I mean, it was probably him and Undertaker were my favorite wrestlers. Oh, so, so the hell, um, so the hell in the cell was, was, a, was a dream come true for you as it was for me. Yeah. Yeah. They did the hell in the cell together. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, honestly, like just, I take a lot of inspiration from Sean for like a lot of my, like, I don't know, like kind of like, kind of like my wrestling looks like, my hat, my glasses, and my jackets and stuff. Like, ah, I see it. I, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I, I do see that now. Now that you say it, I'm yeah. like that. That's the that was like, sexy boy, Shawn Michaels, not DX Shawn Michaels. That was, that was yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> awesome. I I loved when Shawn would have his little glasses, a little earring. You know, uh, I take inspiration from a lot of different things, but yeah, I definitely like I'll pop on my little glasses and sometimes I'll I'll look at Shawn before I go out. I'm just like, wonder if he. Wonder if, wonder if this reminds him reminds him of himself. Probably not. He probably just thinks I'm an idiot looking at him weird. Okay. Go do why, your job. why is Gigi staring at me like that? Get the fucking <laughs> ring. Like what? <laughs> oh, you so, guys also kind of pulled for uh, that was one thing that I did like um uh I know that you guys are no longer together. It's it, it's sad for me cuz I I enjoyed watching the the Toxic Attraction uh have the the Toxic Lounge there. Yeah, that was reminiscent of like some of the early HBK stuff when he had the. Didn't he have like the heartbreak? Man, or like he had a little show there too for a minute. Yeah, not, uh-huh. not the one yeah. when he kicked Marty Jannetty in the face. 
and and, <laughs> and and knocked him into the into the mirror. But he had his own show, and now and now I'm drawing drawing a blank on what it was, but kind of yeah, reminds me of that about. toxic yeah that toxic lounge thing though was cool. It was such a rad throwback in a way, but you guys had a really you know you're the you're the baddie girls over there you know sipping on champagne and talking shit. I thought I thought it was great. Yeah, no, I, I love doing this. Like all of the stuff we did as a group with Toxic Attraction was really cool. We had a lot of fun uh, getting to do, like we did the offsite um, thing for Halloween Havoc where we went to the haunted house and Mandy had the match with uh, Alba Fire in the haunted house. Um, we were there to like three in the morning shooting that. Um, but it was like the best thing ever, just getting to like, have wrestling in a haunted house like that obviously like that's so not cool. you 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 get why i would like that yeah right. um, all but, the listeners do right now for sure they're like oh yeah yeah <laughs> but that, i mean that probably was the most fun i've had since working here was getting to do that um even though we were there super late and it was really cold that night randomly for florida but all the stuff we did with toxic though was awesome like just getting to i, I went to smackdown as toxic attraction with my tag team partner and um getting to have like like you said the toxic lounge like that it's pretty cool and it makes you it makes you feel i don't know you feel really cool you're like sitting up there just watching matches from your little like couch yeah it's cool <laughs> that's it, I, I it must be fun too i'm glad that you said it's fun to do because it it seems those, those i'm always happy again happy for my friends when i see them like get getting to do something fun with their profession too like and you could you can see the enjoyment factor mm -hmm. out of it you know and honestly yeah. uh i couldn't be happier for you we got to put a bow on this i want the undertaker story though to, to to finalize this but before we get to that i just want to thank you for being on we could talk forever i have to go warm up i got a show tonight so that's why i'm gonna but obviously so much more we could have talked about and got into i hope you are, are able to come back and we do this in person again like like you said next time you're in california or next time i'm in florida i'll bring the shit and we'll do it in person and it'll be, it'll be super fun because we're going to put a bow on it here with an Undertaker story, but I know you got some other great uh, wrestling stories for your time being over there at NXT and meeting some of, you know, the legends that, you know, you and I both revere. And I'm sure it's just going to be a trip for you to, to see that every day. And we could get deeper into that next time. But let, let, us, uh, let us go here with a little bit of an Undertaker story from two-time tag team women's champion, NXT champion, rather, Gigi Dol Dolan, thanks for being on the show. Finish us up with some uh, some Undertaker. So Undertaker's my mine and my brother's favorite wrestler of all time. We love him to death. Even my dad's favorite wrestler. First time I get to meet the Undertaker, I was at a uh, where were we at? We were I think we were at a Special Olympics event, and we were up in like a little sweet area just by ourselves. And I went up to meet this man. And I just started bawling my eyes out, and I couldn't get words out, and I'm talking like this, and I'm just like trying to explain to him that he's my favorite wrestler, and I'm just sobbing. Um, and uh, yeah, that was my first impression for The Undertaker. And then the next day, he saw me at the Performance Center and tried to come up and create small talk with me, and then I continued to say something just like dumb and awkward. Um, and I'm pretty sure The Undertaker thinks I'm a big idiot now, so... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Story. So, has there been any other times that you ran into him since then, though? Since, um, since day two? I don't... I don't think so. I think that was the last time I saw him. I'm pretty sure as I was crying 
introducing myself to. I'm pretty sure Sean was in the corner laughing um, because Sean, I, I, Sean, so Sean knew that I, yeah, Sean knew that I was a huge fan of Undertaker, and I'm pretty sure he was laughing at me while I was sobbing and embarrassing myself meeting the undertaker that is so yeah. good and then the next day he tries to make small talk and you can't even pull it back together i want to i you're gonna have to keep me posted every i want this to be every time you 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 interact with the taker it's just every <laughs> time you just can't you, no matter how many times it is like every time you see to him, be fair johnny would have the same reaction if he met him too like no, i'm very, pretty sure I'd be, no i would i i wouldn't sob i might <laughs> that's the only time that ever happened it's yeah. the only time that ever happened to me. No, that's not true. You were sobbing when you met me in, in February. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was crying because she had uh, pepper spray in her eye. All I remember was the crying and, and yeah. I was involved. So I, I, I assumed it had to have been uh, out of star, star strickenness. <laughs> No, it was all seriousness. So good to have you here. So good to uh, see your the trajectory of your career and see you doing so well and being happy and hanging out with your brother and your boyfriend and everything. Living in Florida, having a great life. It's so cool. And thanks so much for the time. Like I said, I know we could keep going and we will another time for sure. Uh, love to have you back anytime. So uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for finally getting to do this with me again. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's been a, we. Have, that, that, that approval system was, was something I was we were trying to get through, and then it was like, okay, we got it. As soon as we got yeah. it, I was like, let's go this week, this week then. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> whenever, listen, I'm, next time I'm in California and it lines up right, I want to come out there and, I don't know, we're going we're gonna to have a hot wing challenge. Hot wing challenge. Or, hot, with, or, or, or drink <laughs> challenge. We'll, we'll do bad drink challenge. Ooh. Ew. Yeah, that one could be bad. That could be bad, though. Uh, yeah, we'll, think of we'll talk. We'll talk. I'll text you later. We'll, 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 we'll talk and we'll figure that out. Thanks, everyone, for checking okay. out this episode with Gigi Dolan. Uh, everyone, go check out more NXT and the women's division just crushing it over there. So uh, I'm going to be excited to see what's happening for the weeks to come. Survivor Series is around the corner. And damn it, I love that fucking pay-per-view. So I, I feel like we're getting some, some build-up for it right now. So everyone, go check it all out. And thanks for stopping by. As always, till next time. Cheers. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.